It's really hard to be open to things we can't see. But sometimes you just have to take that leap. And if you do, it could really change your life. Join us. All right, welcome back to the Get Over Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Christopher Fasano. Before we begin, I want to mention that the easiest way to receive new episodes of the Get Over Podcast is to directly subscribe. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, if you prefer to watch the show, you can watch it on YouTube and you could subscribe on YouTube. Uh, make sure, uh, if you really enjoy the show, make sure you tell a friend and leave us a review, a five-star review. It'll really help the show move up in the ranks so more people can find this show and we can help each other get over it. Okay, so let's get on to our show today. Our guest today is Christine Siebold, a psychic medium. Now, I've always been fascinated with this and this world of mediums. And for those that have listened to the show previously, um, on a previous episode, I told a story about my encounter with the medium and how that encounter uh, really, really had a serious, profound impact on my life um, as a man of, of science who never believed in any of this. Uh, that encounter really threw me into a different direction and is really, really, I think about that to this day. So I'm really excited for the conversation. I want to welcome Christine to the show. So welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm excited to talk to you. All right. So Let's start with who you are, you know, let's give a little background. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience to, you know, a little bit about where you're from and tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, this world of psychic medium, you know, what, what it is, what it means and what you do. Okay, so my name is Christine Siebold slash Walrath because I got married in July. Uh, Congratulations, right now, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And right now I live outside of Saratoga Springs. Okay. Um, I have a store in Clifton Park called the Mind Body Spirit Center where my I do my readings out of, but it's also a, a holistic store. So we sell crystals and things like that, things that can help people um, in the store, especially to get through like the tough times that we have going on right now. Um, this started for me when I was two years old. Um, two so years I old. My grand, really? Two two years old. Two years old. Um, I used to talk to people that weren't there. Uh, if I didn't have my grandmother. I don't know what I would have done because she believed me. Um, she believed me. And I told her things that there's no way I would have known them. Um, to her about an accident that happened outside our house as just before the two, the, the truck and the car collided together. Whoa. Uh, and I was up on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. I said, see, see, I was like, you know, two and a half, see the truck, see the car, boom. And the truck slid, hit the car and the car shot off into the, you know, off the road. And my grandmother's like, get out of the window. <laughs> so, but did you now looking back, sorry, I mean, I know you got more to tell That's there. Okay. Looking back on that, like, do you, like, in other words, like, did you didn't know then, right? Like you probably didn't put two and two together that you, no. you sort of had a predictive where there was something, no, right? So like, no. you just kept having those experiences. No. Also, I want to just put, throw this out there as a parent, uh, I have a nine-year-old, Kids say crazy things when they're younger, you know, like, you know, yeah. they'll say mm -hmm. stuff and they'll be like, oh, they'll have friends or they'll have things. And like, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people will just like brush it off or whatever. And we'll I'm, yeah. I'm right. And I'm wondering, um, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm wondering if children ha are more, more accessible to that world, yeah, and, and, you know, because they they're, because they're not, they haven't experienced the negatives of life. Correct. So they're more open. Correct. Do you believe in, do you believe that? Yes, they are. And no one's told them they're crazy. Right. Exactly. No, and no one said like, no, uh, you know, because parents come to me all the time and like, look, my child is talking about her great grandmother that 
you know, like apples and she's telling me how her favorite color and all this other stuff. And the mom is like, what do I do? I go, ask her what they're saying. (laughs) Ask her, (laughs) just ask her, simply say like, what is she saying? Ask if there's a message for you. But it starts, it starts when we're little. It starts right around two, three years old. Okay. And they'll come out with stuff and parents, like I get text messages and calls all the time. Like there's my child is spot on. I'm like, well, they're a medium. You know, it's up to you. If you say to that kid, stop it, blah, right, blah, blah. This is whatever, Ch- right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Child is going to shut down. Right. Or, and then sometimes you see teenagers with a lot of issues and they don't know how to handle it because it started at two years old and the parents were like, you're crazy, da-da-da-da-da. And so the child becomes very depressed and inverted. Mm. So now, okay, so, and then it, you know, go ahead, you finish, finish, go ahead. So, well, and then you have, a, you have a, a child that goes through this experience all by themselves and they have no help, they have no outlet. So, okay, so I, so this you started to do this, right? And you had someone in your life that was not telling you you're nuts, you're crazy, right? So you had someone who mm-hmm. was believing you. So that reinforced this in you, I imagine. So tell me about the progression. So as you grew, tell me a little bit more about your experiences and how it, how it progressed. Did you Was it always there or did you go through times where it was sort of not present and came back? So tell me a little bit about how it evolved. Well, you, you can't, it doesn't go away. <laughs> you can try to shut it down. Okay, and you learn to shut it down because if you don't shut it down, you go stark raving. Right, it'll consume you, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah. You'll just get messages all day long. And I want to go to the grocery store and shop. I don't want a grocery store and like see, you know, twenty people in the store, but three hundred people walking around with them. So, and we all have different. Like some people see, smell, taste. I have all of them. I have every single clear. So when you come for a reading with me, I'll be like. I taste bananas. Did you like bananas or have a potassium problem? Um, I'll tell you, I, I smell cigarette smoke. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I'll say, you know, I'm having pain in my stomach. Did he have something wrong with his liver or his kidneys? Um, so all when you go to a medium or a psychic, you know, and also what kind of training have they had too? You know what I mean? So I forgot what the question was. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just, I was just saying. You, we were talking about the concept of turning it off, and you were saying you don't turn it off. Oh. And I, where, where I was going with that was like, you know, you started at a young age with these experiences, and then as you yes. grew, did the experiences get more complex? Like, how did I'm yeah, curious to know how it evolved as you got older? Yeah. Well, what happens is they start and then they continue. So, like, I would be in bed and I would have visitors. You know, I would have a man or a woman standing in front of me wanting to talk to me and I was scared so I would get up and run into my grandmother's room you know and right in between the covers scared shaking you know she's like what's going on I'm like they're back in so you know you go through that for years and then my grandmother was psychic also she so she was like we have to get you some help for this you know so then I learned how to meditate and I learned how to take control so that and it's basically saying to spirit please leave me alone right now I don't want to do this I don't want to talk to you and I'm, right. it's, it's just okay. taking so, that control. So it's, so it's not, it's not being like, it's, so I got to imagine there's a progression from being freaked out, right? Cause like, yep. I, I have yep. to imagine that's a scary thing. You don't really know what that means yet. And then I guess as right. you, as you, as you begin to accept that it's not bad, it becomes, mm-hmm. how do you, ha- how do you deal with it on a day to day? How do you control right. the influx is right. So like, right. that's what you're right. saying. It's like, you have to be able to t- just like any, anything with regular humans, normal humans, like mm-hmm. I'm not ready right now for this conversation. You right. have to Take learn. That. So how the hell, how do you do that? How does one learn how to do that? Well, I, you know, people have different ways. Like Lisa Williams has a hat. She puts it on her head. They know that don't bother her anymore. 
I just simply say I'm done for the day. I, I do readings all day long and I start at usually 11 a.m. and I end at like five or six o'clock. And when I tell them I'm done, it means I'm done. Please don't come home with me. You know, I'm done. That's my deal. You can talk to who's in front of me right now. And I always ask them, are you finished? Is there anything else you'd like to say? And then they come just like they go. It's very quick. Mm. They come and then they just, they go. But it's something you have to learn. And for somebody who's walking around with this gift and they can't tell them to go away, it's terrible. Yeah, I imagine it's, it's got to be awful. It's got to be so consuming. Yeah. And I imagine like it just can, like it takes over your life. How could you... Right. Because I got to imagine also if you can channel that ability and that energy, if I'm mm -hmm. if I'm a, a spirit or in that game and I know there's a, there's a way in, I'm probably going to try to funnel it all correct. the time. Right. So like, yes, correct. You have to have a way to. to, to so you, you're talking about training. Did, did you is there mm -hmm. like a prof, is there a professional training for someone of your like yourself? If someone has this ability and they feel wh wh where do they go? What do they do? Their schools is there like, you know, I, I'm not trying yes. to belittle it. I'm serious. Like, was there a professional? No, no, no. There's actually, I actually teach. So I have a lot of people that come to me for reading and they're like, I think I have what you have and I can't control it. So I started teaching. So they come and I teach them A to Z from the beginning, you know, when we talk about what's happening and, and we do things to make it better. Like you can use just a simple deck of playing cards, shuffle up your cards. I tell people, take a black card, red card, hold them separately. See what color feels like. Everything has mm -hmm. a feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you practice. You take a card, you turn it upside down, and then you, you start by guessing just the color. Then you go for, you know, is it red or black? And then you do the suit. And when you get really good, you could do it. Mm. You can do it. You're going to you're gonna start off 80% wrong, 20% right. When you're done, you'll be at like 70 or 80% right and 20% wrong. It's just like playing the flute or an instrument. You have to use it and practice. But yes, um, hang on one second. Lisa Williams is a fantastic teacher. Um, John Holland is a fantastic teacher. They have classes and I have classes and you sign up for the class and that's how you learn. You learn. You have to learn how to do this properly. Do you think that there's something unique about you or others like that you have taught or seen that have this ability or it's not about the individual as so much it's about their willingness to be open? Like I've always wondered that. Like can mm -hmm. can yep. anybody be open to a spirit or to energies outside um, or does it take a certain – you know, a certain being or a certain mind state that might be genetic or possibly individualistic. Do, where's your stance on that? And what do you think? Well, you know, some people say you're born with it. I, I think everybody's born with this. Everybody mm -hmm. has this. It's a matter of, do you tap into it? Do you tap into it? And some of us are just, it's, it's overwhelmingly there. It's overwhelmingly there, you know? So, I think everybody's born with it. Right. I think some people can advance it. And then I have people that come in class and they're like closed off or they don't, they don't want to talk to them. And it's like, then why are you here? <laughs> Cause you're trying to open that part of yourself, but everybody's born with this. It's a matter of if you choose to do it or not. And I also, I got to imagine too, like what we were talking about, it depends on the environment you were raised in or brought up in. I mean, if you're in an environment mm -hmm. that was more open to conducive to you, allowing you to, say these things and not be made to feel like you're nuts or crazy, then you're probably mm -hmm. going to be able to propagate and, and continue to Correct. grow that. Right. So I think there's a, you know, like you said, I like to believe I, I never was a person as a scientist 
trained. I never was a person to believe in any of this. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I had a death in the family, a really tragic death. And so my wife's mother died suddenly. And so we, you start looking for answers. You start mm -hmm. looking, you know, when that finality starts to hit in, starts to mm -hmm. settle, you really start to like want to believe that there's more out there and it's not as final as it, as it mm -hmm. feels. And we mm -hmm. had these like really incredible experiences and it shifted me. And I started to think to myself, you know, as someone who, who, who pretends to be a smart person, for me to believe that this is all there is, anything that I'm seeing is the only thing that exists is crazy to actually think yeah. that way. It's actually, in my opinion, I started, to, I don't know what's out there and I'm, I'm not going to begin to pretend like I know, but for me to suggest mm -hmm. that anything, the only thing that exists are the things that I see. Um, I'm well, I'm well beyond that now. And I truly believe, I believe in energy. I've always believed in mm -hmm. energy because I feel energy when people are near me, I feel different energies. Um, mm -hmm. and I like to believe that that energy goes back into the world when you, when you pass and it just, now mm -hmm. it's out in the space and that energy can be tapped into. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I view that. Is that, is that right? Like, is that? Yes. Okay. That's, I would tell you that's correct to me. It's dimensional. I feel like it's dimensional. It's like when you leave here, you go into a different dimension, okay? And then what happens is they they can go back and forth. And some of them are good at it. Some of them can move things around on, you know, we've seen spoons move and things fly across the room. And some of them are, are good at manipulating things. And then some of them will just maybe give you a cardinal or, or something so that you know. Or you might hear your name called like in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my gosh, what what you know what I mean? But you hear it. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's dimensional. So we can't go over there, but they can come over here. So the word medium means like they vibrate up here because you're talking about energy, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And we're down here. So when I sit with someone, I have to raise myself up here. So I vibrate with them. Okay. So I have to raise myself high enough to vibrate with them, to hear them. And then when they're done, I raise my, I put myself back down and then, and then they leave. But when they come into a room, I can feel it. I can feel it. And the things that I tell people, there is no way I would know. No way. Absolutely none. Right. Because I tell personal, like Correct. seriously, personal things. That's the thing that that's the thing that blew me away. That's the thing that really turned me into sort of this believer mm -hmm. was that, you know, uh, the story I told was, you know, my, my wife was grieving and she, she told me that she saw her mom in upstairs in, in her house that she grew up in in the doorway in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, at first I was just like, OK, you know, you, you know, she's just like trying. Mm -hmm. And then um, when we went to this to the medium at random. The, she turned to her and said, by the way, your mom wanted me to tell you that that was her in the doorway yeah. <laughs> at your mom's. Mm -hmm. side. I get the chills. I'm just get the chills. Like, and I'm mm -hmm. like, there is now there is no absolutely yeah. no way because the only person she told was me and the yeah. level of detail there in the house, in the doorway of her, mm -hmm. like, but she said your son, her son's room and we were, she was in her son's room, old bedroom. Mm -hmm. Those are three mm -hmm. details that even if you were trying to make that up, why mm -hmm. the, why the, the detail would be so stupid for you to throw out there, those sorts of details, mm -hmm. right? Because you would get those wrong unless you really knew. Right. And, and both right. of us just lost it because I'm like, wow, that's it. You yep. sealed it for me, no matter what you said yep. before, because I got to imagine <laughs> mm -hmm. you get things wrong, right? Because energies are probably hard to translate all of the time correctly. So there might be some inaccuracies, but when it was right, it was just incredible. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yep. But if I'm if I'm reading for somebody now, you know, I'm I'm human. <laughs> so they're they're not up there going, let's see if we can trick Chris. They're up there going, I need to get a message, Chris. Right. I need you to get this right. Okay. And so I see movies. I see movies. I see pictures. I hear things. I smell. I feel. So sometimes they'll tell me something and you'll hear I'll say out loud, like, I don't understand that. I need you to show me something else. So I might say, what does pink mean? You know, and then the person and I say, wait, hold on. And I'll say to spirit, I don't understand you. Can you give me something else? And then they might show me their funeral. Right. And then she'll show me her lips. And I'm like, did you put pink lipstick on her? She doesn't like pink lipstick. And the person's like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was, you know, I was talking to and the so undertaker. So that's and I was how you like, connected the, the pieces together. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't give up. You know, some people read and they're like, oh, I don't understand. And I'm like, no, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I'm going to understand everything this person is saying to me. It's very, very important to me that when you leave, you know you have spoken to your loved one. It's a lot of responsibility, and you have to take it extremely right. serious. Well, that, you have to. I agree with you. I wanted to. I want to talk to you about that in a minute because I do. I, because people are coming to you in a very vulnerable state. A lot of people yeah, are really desperate for for some things. Yep. So I want to talk about that. But I want to understand what is the cost to you energetically, emotionally. Like you, the, the picture you painted for me is like you got to go up there. So I'm, yeah, I'm imagining you you have to expend this energy to sort mm -hmm. of g receive their energy. Then you're transmitting mm -hmm. their energy back into another human who is incredibly emotional. And it could be very mm -hmm. draining in that room, in that setting. There's a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. Emotions can be draining. So what is that? Like at the end of the day, are you are you just like emotionally wiped? Does it cost you a yeah. lot of energy? Talk to me about that. Yeah. Some days worse than other. Some days, like yesterday, was hard for me. I, I'm usually good. My husband's always like, I don't know how you do it. People cry all day. And I'm like, it's good that they cry. It's good that they right, get, get that get out. It out. And the, yeah, it's it's important. You know what I mean? So yesterday was rough. You know, I came home and I was like, oh, was like, and it depends because I don't just connect with people. People also come with relationship problems and things like that. So I'm like a psychotherapist and a medium all at the same time. So usually by, cause I work, you know, Monday through Saturday. So usually by Saturday I'm done. I just right. need Sunday to just kind of like just chill, chill out, out, chill out. Don't want to talk to anybody, you know? Um, but yes, it is, it's excruciating. It's, I, this lady asked me to do a party once and we started at 12 noon. I left at 4 AM, 4 AM. <sighs> I must have read for 30 people. And what happened was people were leaving the party and calling other people to, to come and get a reading. And she kept saying, oh, can you stay? Can you stay? I was down for four days. Four days. I was like, don't even talk to me. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of energy. It's a, you know, and if the person is really bad off now, I, you know, I'm reading for you. So I can't burst into tears. I have to keep my right. composure. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to help you if right. I'm, I'm crying. Right. You know, and then I can't hear properly. So I've got to keep myself. Right. Together. So you're holding so you're that in. Right. And you're but you yeah, are human yeah. at your you're human. So you yeah. feel right. So I got to imagine that could build yeah. up after a while. Right. By the, by the end of the day, by like, you know, the sixth or seventh reading, um, you know, sometimes people leave and I just I'll weep or I'll just sit there and I'll just. <laughs> 
you know what Come I'm to terms. you know what I'm reminded of is like psychologists and psychiatrists have to see other psychologists and psychiatrists by nature of their job because their job is to mm -hmm. not this this subject of transference right you should as a, mm -hmm. as a, as a psychiatrist you don't ever want to transfer the feeling or the depression or the sadness onto take it too personal so that you go home and now you're sad because of the person's sadness so it's important to get mm -hmm. that out. Do you get, do you, you again, you must feel emotions transfer sometimes. Do you, what do you do to help? Do you, do you, you meditate? You, you're very in tune. What do you use as practice to sort of help you free yourself of some of this stuff? Do, do you find anything beneficial there? Do you see other mediums? Do you talk to anyone in your craft as well? I'll only talk to like another medium if I have something going on and I need to talk to somebody about something okay. or like my sister passed of cancer in her back. And she wouldn't come through. It's hard to talk to our own people. Mm. You know, it's very hard. So we have to go to somebody else. But I use singing bowls to kind of release the energy. Um, I like to spin. So I'll get on my spin bike. I'll just do so. I'll watch mindless television. Just stuff to you know, like just, get it. Yep. Just, just to do nothing. Just, yep. I'll go to dinner with my husband. And, you know, sometimes I'm the blank stare. And he's like, you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> and then I'll say, boy, this happened today. Or, you know, and, and a lot of women will pay for their husband's um, reading and just drop them off and be like, here you go. And then I'm left with a person that's like, I don't believe in any of this, but I'll go ahead and sit down, go ahead and humor yourself. And then usually I'll come out with something like, do you have your mother's punch bowl? Cause she said that it's in the box in the closet and it's gold and then it's got little pink flowers all around it. And usually it's like tears. And then when you, when you get it like that, when there's one sort of connection, does that change the whole thing from that for like, I'm sitting there, I'm slouched. I'm like, whatever, Chris, like, oh, yeah. whatever, like, yep. go ahead, go ahead. And then you tell me that and yeah. I'm like, holy, you know, yeah. do you see and them then perk and then up and now they're just like, well, tell me immediately. Yeah. And they'll be like, wait a minute, wait, 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 how yeah. do you know that? And yeah. then I'll be like, okay. So she also wants you to know this. And usually it's very quick. Yeah. So by the time the hour's done, you know, I get text messages from the wife. I can't thank you enough. He's a whole different person. And when that person leaves and generally they're brought because they're grieving so badly mm -hmm. right. that, you know, I have, I have a psychologist that sends people to me because I say, how do you find me? And there's like psychologists sending people to me because they're like, maybe Chris can help you. Right. Yeah. And, and pe people, there is nothing more satisfying than someone that misses somebody and you can give them that person for one hour just right, one hour right. I, that's, just one hour it's incredible I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so touched by it because it happened to me personally it happened to my wife and I have to tell you like and this, this goes along what I wanted to talk to you about that vulnerability like you have this gift and this ability to give someone this this semblance of hope and this sort of uh you know, calm over something that's so horrible to them. And so, you know, mm -hmm. like with our example, like she was gone forever and that starts setting in and it's a terrible feeling, you know, there's like those yeah. stages of grieving. And when you realize that this person's never coming back, never coming you'll never back. be able to yeah. talk to them. They'll never, you'll never see them again. When that starts to really hit, you go dark and you could go real dark and deep yes. and, and, yes. and, and you don't want to go, you know, so we did that, and that one couple, that 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 hour, it was really only like in the hour, there's probably like 15 minutes of real, you know, like you said, quick mm -hmm. bites of information. It changed the way we think about it, has thought about it forever. Because while mm -hmm. when we won't see her again, and it's still final, we still feel like she's around. And we have tangible mm -hmm. reasons to now understand why. And, you know, mm -hmm. and it really, really did help. So 
that must make you feel so, I mean, it's energetic. It costs you a lot, like, right. But it must right. be so satisfying to know that you can give people that. Yeah. And that was my deal when I started, because I was in the car business for a long time and I left and I came to do this. And that was my deal was as long as I'm helping, as long as I'm getting people the message, I will do this when I, when it stops or if it doesn't, then I'll stop. But this is so very important. That's why when I see people online and they're fakes or whatever, I get really upset, really upset because you're taking advantage, you know, right? Like, Oh, ter terrible. And yeah. they're, they're awful. They're like vultures. You know what I mean? So this is not, this is not about money for me. This is not about money for me. This is about that kid that lost her grandfather, you know, that's 14 years old. And the mom says, can you give my daughter a reading? I'm like, yeah, with your permission. Right. You know, and then I tell her the songs her and her grandpa used to listen to and mm. how she used to paint his fingernails and things like that. And then they leave and I get a uh, the child leaves a whole different kid, mm -hmm. whole different kid. Yeah. That that's that's it right there. That's it. So how let's talk. You said you were doing in car working in the car industry. Let's talk about how you transitioned just to like your 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 life, like your career and your mm -hmm. life. That wasn't always what you were doing. That's what you said, right? You weren't you weren't from the beginning in this as a medium and doing this as your sole sort of job or career. Nope, correct? It was like so. Talk nope, to me about I was that doing progression. It like, okay, so I was I was like doing it. You know, my mediumship stuff was like part part time. Mm -hmm. You know, you try to get when I had my kids, I tried to kind of just not do this for a while. My my kids came first, but you can't, you know. And then right, it's not like you're just my, my, yeah. And then out. my first husband lives in a house that's haunted. You know what I mean? It's like oh, this is not cool. <laughs> um, you know, so I couldn't get out of there fast enough because it, it was an old old house, and they right. had like the old gas pump oh, out. So you know how old 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 Victorian home. Yeah. Um. So I I worked in this um car industry for about twenty years, and the stress because I was a BDC director. So I had like 24 dealerships that I was responsible for and the stress, I got diabetes because I became, you know, extremely stressed out. Um, so I started doing readings in the evenings when I got home from work and on the weekends and then a radio station had me on their radio and then they started promoting me. So I was, I was, and I was a single mom. So I was working, you know, eight, nine hour days and then doing readings for people. And then what I did was I built up my, my business. I built up my business and I had within a year, I had like three, 4,000 clients. And then something happened at work and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I just can't, like, this is going to kill me. And I'm a very moralistic person and I believe in do unto others as you want done mm -hmm. to you. And it was like, and I cut my ties and I went home and I was like, okay, <laughs> I got two teenage daughters, a, you know, my own big house and everything. And it's like, I don't want to go back into this again. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down and I prayed and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to open a store and I'm going to do this full time. And that's exactly what I did. And I haven't looked back. Mm -hmm. So that was your get over it moment there. You know, that, I, that was my serious get over it moment. I feel that like, you know, there's a lot of times with those sort of moments, especially in career, you, you sort of know in your heart, this where mm -hmm. I'm at, this isn't for me, but it's hard in yes. your head to in practice to make that mm -hmm. decision. And then typically what I when I talk to people, there is there is like this event and something that happens that is mm -hmm. the final push and it gets them out mm -hmm. the door. And in your case, that was it. Like you said, you did it. This is this is like an entrepreneurial lesson, I feel like for me, for a mm -hmm. lot of people, too, is that 
You know, people always say, I have this passion and I really want to do this, but I have this nine to five that I don't really like. What do I do? Yeah. And what I always say yeah. to them is keep doing it. Do it at night, a few mm -hmm. hours, keep yeah, it going. Exactly. You don't have to just bail on on what you're right, doing right, right away. You do it, mm -hmm. you build it, and then you get it to a mm -hmm. point where you're comfortable and ready, and then you go. And that sounds like exactly, you knew you had a talent, you knew you had a gift, yeah. you were doing it at night or as, you know, trying to keep it going, and then at the right moment mm -hmm. you seized on it, you got over it, and now look at where you are, and I imagine you could never mm -hmm. contemplate ever going back to that job that you had. There is no way. <laughs> No way, <laughs> no way I would ever, I, I make more doing this, yep. but I, I, I and get you something make more at the end of the too, day. Right? It's more rewarding yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not screaming at people cause they're not showing up to work or not doing right. what they're supposed to do. Right. And like, it just, it's every day. It doesn't stop. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So I, I built, I built the team up. And when I left them, I left them with a team that was making a lot of money for them, Yeah. you know? And, but I was just like, I was losing myself. Right. You know, I was losing myself and I wasn't being true to myself. And I had worked on building every like I came out with my own deck of tarot cards. You know, I, I did everything at night and on the weekends. And then I had to, you know, do stuff with my teenage daughters, too. And any, you know, sports or whatever they were doing. But it was like, OK, I'm going to cram everything into like one year. <laughs> I'm going to be just overwhelmed for one year. And then the payoff came. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, you know, like you, you have this gift where you provide something of value to a, to a person and that is reciprocal and it gives you that feeling of reward. And, you know, you were doing something, like you said, in that job, that nine to five or whatever, and it wasn't rewarding mm -hmm. to you at all. And no. you, you had this no. gift and it was just sitting there, but you've, it, however long it took or whatever the journey was, you got to mm -hmm. where you are now. And that is leveraging the gift so that you can help other people get through really dark times and like nowadays especially now oh it's it's, it's been it's, so it's, dark yeah. i want to ask you like yeah. through this whole crap these past two two and a half years have yeah. have more people come to you have uh, like what has what has that been like as you see have you seen a shift has it been steady has it been different it's i'm i'm usually booked out for like a couple months it's been like that for like the past five years of my life um but what i saw a lot of was drug overdoses and mm. suicide mm-hmm I saw a lot of moms, a lot of families come in, and they lost people too. Uh, mm. I, I saw a lot of it, like a lot of addiction I, problems. Yeah, you have you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, you have no idea. And nurses, nurses, nurses mm. during the beginning of the pandemic were, you know, getting readings because they're like, I don't know how to handle this, you know, and they were telling me what was really going on, and so I I had a lot of that on my shoulders to where I got a little bit of anxiety because. I know you're empathic. I know you are. That's why when you get close to people, you feel them because you're an empath. So I'm super empathic. So I was taking it all in and I had to kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll go take a couple months off from this. And I didn't do anything for a couple months during the pandemic. Really? Because it shut, got you. Because it really, it really, you felt it. Yeah. 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 Because I feel, I, I, I feel so deep. And sometimes when people come in for a reading, I, I so can feel them or I so can feel the person on the other side, you know, and when I'm doing my readings, I try to tell them, oh, and I always have paper. So I write, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm doing readings, mm -hmm. um, because what happens is so not only am I talking to the one or two people or seven or 500 people sitting in front of me, I'm talking to somebody here, too, which comes through my I hear through my right ear. So what happens is sometimes people are and they're talking. So I so write just because I'm going to forget. 
yeah, because I'm I'm hearing and they're like, wait a second, don't forget to tell her. Oh, yeah, she had the wedding ring turned into something. And don't forget to do da, 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 da. So here I am feverishly writing on a paper, waiting for that person to finish, but still have to pay attention to that person and be attentive. And then when they're finished, I'm like, okay, hold on for one second. And then I go through the whole list. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I see, because you, you can't control the inputs. So you just want to make sure that you're jotting down all I don't want to miss stuff, anything. Right, you don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Yeah, because if they're if they're telling me something, it's important. That's why I'm not a medium that's going to give up. If you come to me and they're trying to tell me something, I'm 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 going to figure it out. I'm not just going to go, "Oh, I don't understand what they're saying." Right. But so so tell me this, how do you then connect that to the individual? So if, let's say there was a group of like 30 people and now mm -hmm. you're getting all these inputs, right? But you don't necessarily yeah. know who out in the 30 those inputs are for, right? Because I, I imagine it's not like name-based. Uh, no, 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 it depends. Depends. Sometimes, like if I'm doing a big group reading, I'll walk, <laughs> I'll walk, and I'll walk right up to the person, and I'll be like, your dad's here. Okay. He, he said you didn't let him have the, 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 the TV he wanted. And she looked at me, she goes, oh, my God, just before he died, we were trying to pick out a flat screen for him, and he wanted this one, and I wanted that one, and I go, you got the one you wanted, right? She goes, yep. I go, he's still pissed. <laughs> so what – so, she was like – So you know it because you're in front of them? Like, is that what it well, is? No, well, what else, what else? Sometimes they'll tell me, like, go over there. See I that see. girl right okay, there? Right, go right. over it there. Guides you. And I'll And I'll – yes. So I'll walk over to them. Or if I have, like, seven people sitting in front of me, I might say, like, I have a gentleman here, and he says he passed – uh, he passed from a drug overdose, and he wears bandanas. Yeah, yeah. And he, I see. And he so likes you put the information song. out there, like, like this is yeah. what I'm hearing, this is what I'm seeing, blah blah blah. Okay, yes. all right. And okay. then somebody always, and then the whole family would just like point at one person. They're like, like it's her. It's him. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. that's you know? wild. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you you have to learn how how they work. Each soul works differently. So you have to kind of ask them, like, okay, you're gonna show me pictures? Are we doing movies? Are you gonna show me stuff? Like people that talk in different languages, okay? So if your grandmother was from Italy and she didn't know any English, she's gonna show me pictures. She's gonna show me pictures. So I'm gonna see pictures and that's how I'm gonna communicate with her. And I might say like, she speaks Italian, so this is not gonna be that easy because she doesn't know any English. And the person goes, yep. And I'm like, okay. so. And sometimes I'll go, let's go back to your childhood. It was funny. I was doing this event this one time. And the lady was a total non-believer, right? Total. And uh, my husband was, I could see him cracking up. And uh, she was like, I'm like, your, your dad is here. And she was like, oh, yes, he is on the other side. And I said, did he have a convertible? And did you guys used to go to like this place? And I, I even told her like how, what the stools look like. And they used to go there for ice cream. And I, I even told her what the bowls and everything and her favorite flavor. And um, I go, is that correct? And she went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she just, her the her face just, and now I'm going back to her childhood because this woman's in her 50s. So I'm talking about when she's six years old. And I told her, you're six years old. And she was like, that is that is correct. I don't know how you know that, but right. that is correct. Especially if you can span that many years in the past. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. it's not like it happened mm -hmm. like two years ago. This is something that's, mm -hmm. that's like a deep, no. long way back detail. Yeah. That's so hard, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and a, a big thing with me is I make them prove who they are. Like you, they have to prove to me who they are. They have to give me so much information that I know that that person knows that it's them. And I'll say like, start at their childhood. Tell me something from their childhood that, 
nobody else knows. Right. So you can really solidify that. So, you Mm -hmm. know, yeah, that's, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's good. That's important. Right. Cause some Mm -hmm. things can be like, I've always heard people like, oh man, they're going to find things that are just so sort of generalized Mm -mm. that it could pertain Mm -hmm. to anybody. And I always Mm -hmm. said, I'm like, that'd be impossible as a business model because it would be obvious. Like, I mean, and then I went and I had this incredible level of detail and that's when I was just Mm -hmm. like, there's just no way. Like, I mean, come on, like Mm -hmm. you could, we could, we could debate all day long on things, but there's no debate and there's no argument about what we were told about what happened in a very private Mm -hmm. situation. There's just zero way that a person Mm -hmm. could ever know that without having to take a wild random three guesses uh-huh. in a row and the odds of that hitting no and way. Being, there's just no way no, and you would no put, way. You, no you way. Would put yourself out there to be look like look like such a phony if all of those details were wrong so like so that really changed it for me it was the detail it was that connection it's, it's gotta the be, detail was really what matters got to be got to be the detail i did a show last year and because because of the reading i gave about this young gentleman that was killed like 25 years ago they reopened the murder investigation Really? Oh, yeah. They re- I told them what car was he in, who was in the car, um, where his body was, where they would find it, the col- his pants. Because I said his pants, his pants are one material, but the, the pockets are another material. Like I, I, I described what he was wearing the day that he was he disappeared and he was killed. Do you does this ha- do you do this a lot? Does, do you find like cold yeah, cases or crazy. things like that where people will come to you, family maybe or something? I wonder who it like do cops well, come? It's I, I have before helped. I found a missing person. Actually I this a police officer had come to me for a reading about her family. And she said um, before she left I said, Hold on, I need to tell you something. And I said there's a lady that's gonna go missing. I said, she's going to go missing in like a couple months, but you're going to find her. And I said, she's going to be really close to her house and she's going to be in a field. She's going to have um, scratches and like burr marks on, you know, those pricklers yeah, 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 on her yeah. feet. I said, she's not going to have any shoes on. And I got a, I got a call two months later. Okay. You were right. She's missing. I need your help. They found her in 24 hours. They found her in 24 hours. And she that's just because she happened hours. to come to you for something else. For right. something else, and and I have this uncanny way of seeing things that are going to happen that have not happened yet. It's uncanny. I, I can show you text message after text message of people saying, "You were right. You were right." Wow, that, that, it's, it's uncanny. Yeah, that, that 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 was one of the things also in that same reading that happened to me, where this the, the woman said to me, "This is going to happen to you, and when it does, I want you to call me. It's going to be about six months to a year. Mm-hmm. I want you to call mm-hmm. me and tell me when it does." And I was like, oh, "Okay," and sure enough. I think it was around five <laughs> or six months. It's mm-hmm. Exactly what she said happened. And I called her up and I'm like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on, but I am calling mm-hmm. you out of respect because that is just incredible. What, what, whatever the hell mm-hmm. just happened to me. Um, I'm just looking at the time in our last little bit. I want to talk about your store. I want to understand that. Okay. So, you know, so tell me about the store and is it just a natural progression of expanding on what you do and being able to provide more, well, like more it, resources it, to that, it, you know, anyone might be interested in this sort of world. Well, it's crazy because instead of just, just, you know, I could rent a little spot and just do readings. I was like, you know, Clifton Park doesn't have a, like a store where you can just go buy candles and, you know, you can get uh, crystals and you can buy some jewelry and, you know, you can get incense and things like that. So I opened this store and people love it, you know, and, and we have a lot of teenagers because teenagers are really getting into this now and they come in and I have one girl every week she comes in, she buys like 10 different crystals. 
she just comes in and buys crystals once a week and the joy that it brings them, you know, and I keep my prices super low to where stores around have kind of had to lower theirs because <laughs> I'm, I, I'm kind of like, you know, the crystal should only cost the consumer $26, not 110 you know, and you do your readings out of there too, or no, you're, you have a, like, where, I, I do, I do. You do. Okay. I have two, I have a bunch of offices in the back okay. and the store is big. Um, okay. it's called the mind body spirit center and it's in, um, Clifton park Okay. and I'm getting ready to open another store in okay. about a month. And where is that in so, Clifton park as well or no different part nope. or no, no, no. no. Okay. All right. Nope. Um, so where, if we want to find more information about you and services for get or uh, like to, if I wanted to get a reading or whatever, I know you're probably booked out a bunch. So where do people go and how can they find more information? Um, you can go to intuitive medium, Christine, okay. or ch, um, dot com, intuitive medium, Christine.com. And you can book your appointment online. Um, because now I've had people have to put a deposit down. Um, but you can book your appointment right there and, um, you can pick your date and your time, uh, and everything right there. So I, what I would say to everybody out there who's listening to this, that is still in this camp of this is all BS and this is all crap. Mm -hmm. I would urge you all <laughs> to give it a shot because mm -hmm. I was, I was that guy times 10, you know, like, like, like mm -hmm. I would laugh at this concept and I was completely redeemed. I was completely turned around and I, 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 it not only was I turned around, but I'm telling you right now, you could probably feel it. It genuinely changed me. And that is not saying that's not to be taken lightly. Cause I am a tough cookie to change. Um, I'm mm -hmm. very stubborn. And that one hour is something I will never forget. Um, it, it, it completely altered me. So if, if, if anyone is out there, I urge you just try it, give it a shot. You really have nothing to lose. Um, you know, you mm -hmm. might, we, we spend money on a lot of things. Why not put something towards, you know, something that can make you feel good or like just give you a little hope mm -hmm. or a little something. Cause right now, man, you need a little bit, mm -hmm. <laughs> we need something to look for. So, mm -hmm. um, Thank you so much, uh, Christine, for doing this. You're welcome. Um, you know, thank you for your time. I just all of the stuff we with the link to your to your website. We'll put it in the show notes for everyone listening. Um, you can go directly to the website, or just if you're on the Get Over It podcast page, there'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, I want to thank Adam Claremont, who's behind the screen here at Over It Studios, for helping produce this. Um, Overitstudios.com for any information about him, the studio, and this sort of setup here where we do this. Um, thanks to the audience for listening and watching. Don't forget to please subscribe. Tell your friends um, and, you know, leave us a review so we can also help other people get over it. Mm -hmm.